Hello, professional property managers. Welcome to the Triple Win Property Management Podcast. I am your co-host, Laura Mack. And as promised, this episode is going to be AI action packed. So we got back on the phone with Wolfgang Krosky and asked him to just share as much as he could about where he's using AI right now, predictions for the future. You'll find a, a long list of, of tools that you'll be able to dive right into and get lost in. I know I did. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Wolfgang Krosky. So jumping in, let's let's talk about the the other places that right now PMs can use AI. Absolutely. So you know, and in all transparency, it's I guess it really depends on your definition of AI. And during that webinar, I learned some things, you know, because mm. to me, anytime the computer does something really cool, it's AI. Like you know, whether it's learning and doing, I'm like, I just call it AI. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to still work from that definition because I think that's where a lot of property managers come from is we understand that like Zapier and automations is maybe in that gray area, whether somebody wants to consider that AI or not. Um, so I don't know if every example I'm going to give is at an academic level considered AI. So now that we've thrown that out there, that's out there. So the marketing and the copy, I think is you need to start that right now. Like there's no reason not to to do that. Nobody expects a property manager to be mighty in word and to be a, a great writer. That that's not why they come to our business because we write well. So I'm not saying turn out garbage, but save time and have, you know, have a service, an AI tool like ChatGBT or there's Jasper, there's quite a few. Let them write the copy. And even if you don't use it 100%, it saves you a lot of time in that brainstorming, uh, you know, uh, period. It, it saves you, it actually can create new ideas because as you put in one thing, for example, write me a 700 word blog post on how to collect late rent. And once you see that blog post, you're like, oh, well, what about this? ask the question and then all of a sudden you now have maybe lots of articles, et cetera. So that is the area I think is number one is that content, the website copy, et cetera. Number two is somewhat similar, but a lot of the communication that we do is based off of templated, you know, either emails or text messages. Well, imagine that you have a process and at certain touch points, the owner receives an email totally, you know, automated, you didn't really do anything. Maybe it's pulling in some data. You know, if you're using a tool like Lead Simple, it's pulling in your data. And so now it's somewhat customizing that message, but at the end of the day, it's still a templated email. Well, you have a client who's with you, let's say 10 years, and they receive that same email template three times a year times 10 years, probably after the third time, they're gonna stop reading it and it's gonna be boring. So maybe once a year, take your templates, throw it into one of these AI tools and say, hey, can you rewrite this? And so now you're just kind of freshening it up. Mm. You could say, hey, could you rewrite this, but with a, a, a more friendly tone or add some comedy to it or different things. And so now each year your message, 
the the point of the message is the same, but you're kind of making it you know new and exciting. Because I can only imagine as an owner, especially if the owner has let's say ten properties, so now the odds of them getting those different uh, talk trigger emails is higher. That's got to be so boring. I mean, most people don't read their emails anyways, so you might as well have some fun with it. Maybe you say, hey, this year we want all the templates of our emails to be in the tone of Snoop Dogg. You may laugh, but you could do that, right? Or this year we want all of our uh, emails to be in the tone of Jack Sparrow from, you know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like That would be awesome. That would separate your uh, company. I mean, if you think about email newsletters that you subscribe to what are the ones that are more memorable i think they usually have some comedy or they're they really have a a tone to them so i I would use that's something that we're working on right now is using um the chat gpt specifically to help us just make our templates more engaging and more exciting the other tool and this is whether you want to consider ai or not is grammarly for those companies that are using remote team members, and even if you're not using remote team members, Grammarly on the paid level is a game changer because what you can do as a company, you can establish what is the tone of communication for your company. Do you want it super serious and academic? Do you want it funny, more casual? You can create all those uh, rules and then as you are writing and and it's not just email i mean it 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 integrates itself into your you know web browser whether you're using google docs or whatever it's in there it integrates into all of your tools you know so even like if you're using uh lead simple or if you're using you know asana or whatever it's it's in there you can have it on your mobile device so anywhere you're writing it is making the suggestions and not just to make it grammatically correct, but hey, this message may be interpreted as being too serious or this message may be interpreted as being too direct. Here's some recommendations. That's huge. So if you're, I've heard people say, well, I don't know about having a remote team member interface with the public because I don't want people to know they're not from America. I think that's a dumb thought to begin with, but if that's your thought, whatever, a tool like Grammarly can really, really help definitely the um it's almost going to be old school now to say okay i i I got an email i'm fired up about it i wrote the reply and i'm gonna sleep on it like you don't need to sleep on it anymore put it in a grammarly or throw it in chat bt and say rewrite this with a friendly tone yeah or more professional whatever it might be you know well, and not only that, but you can, uh, using Zapier, you can have your emails go to chat GPT first and then make a recommendation. Oh. And you could just say send or you could, it's a little bit more complex in how I'm describing it, but it is definitely something that the everyday Zapier user can totally do this. Um, you can then, you know, have it start. Um, you could have it say on every email or, you know, if you set a filter, say every email from like if sometimes you just have those clients that intimidate you, right? They're either sure. smarter than you or they're more aggressive or you're just like, oh, well, say have a filter. Every email that comes from Wolf, throw it to chat GPP, chat GPT, make a, <laughs> a, a response that's friendly 
and then save it in my drafts and I'll see if it works or not. Wow. So you've mentioned, okay, so ChatGPT, we're good. We get it. You mentioned yeah. Jasper, which it seems like that might be an alternative if you can't get into it. It's a paid alternative. Uh, okay. ChatGPT just came out with their plus, which is 20 bucks a month. And basically it gives you priority traffic. So you're never going to get this. Sorry, our servers are busy and it does it it does uh work quicker so obviously they're gonna uh monetize it i i would too i mean 20 bucks a month it's still a phenomenal tool but there's jasper there's if you're wanting to get into tools that aren't uh, around written communication but video communication there's one called Synthesia, and it's amazing so I'm telling you right now any video that you see on the internet, unless you are present, you can't trust it. Insane. I mean, so basically, Synthesia has this whole library of AI people, and you drop in your script, and the person starts saying it, but it doesn't sound, you know, robotic. I mean, the person's moving, the mouth is is matching the uh, the audio. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, building training. Bill, if you're mm. if you're not wanting to be on the camera and, you know, putting out videos on YouTube or on your website that talk about, you know, hey, welcome to our, our website, our property management company, blah, and then having short little videos for this is how we screen tenants. This is how we collect rent, whatever you can just you can have chat GTP, create the script, then throw it in Synthesia. It creates an awesome video and you're done. You didn't even and have to upload it to the website and it's it's a totally refresh just yeah. outward. And yeah. and Synthesia will pick a language. So now you can have your videos in whatever language you want. Wow. I mean it's it's a great tool. Another one, uh, another tool, again, I don't know if some people would consider this AI or not, but yeah, let's let's a, get into it. There's a lot of tools out there that help you schedule your appointments, right? There's mm -hmm. Calendly, Google. I mean, everybody has a, a scheduling app. The biggest problem with all of them is the concept of priority, right? They simply just look at free and busy time. Oh, this person wants 30 minutes. Let me find the next open spot for 30 minutes and plug them in there. Well, let's say, Laura, you wanted an hour with me and if... I didn't manually intervene, you actually probably wouldn't be able to get the hour for like two weeks because to find an hour spot, it's not going to happen. But I want to give you prior. So I had to override my calendar and say, you know what, let's do 8 a.m. There you go. Well, the tool is called reclaim. Is it AI? Reclaim. Yeah, reclaim.ai. And it's smart scheduling because it does a traditional, you know, scheduling, but then it says it's then has the ability to help you with your habits. So if you struggle, for example, of, you know, I want to have a 30 minute lunch every day, you can go ahead and do that. And what it will do is it will put in, it will find 30 minute chunks. But if an appointment comes in that you say is, more important by using some rules, it will then move it around for you, or it will, it's going to say, you know what, you're just not getting lunch today. So you can put in habits, but now they just released the ability for priority. 
So you can have different scheduling links. And so I have a high priority one. So, you know, for example, uh, Jordan Wayleth, he wants to meet with the high priority. So he gets a different link and it will say, you know what, this, anything from this link trumps everything else. And it will, it will start moving things around to give them priority. I love that. Yeah. That's and then you can do, you can take your, your task list. Let's say you use like Google task list. You can have it automatically go in there. So you say, you know what, this task needs wow. to be done by the 23rd and I need 30 minutes. So it finds it, but then as things trump it, it will move it around. But eventually it gets to the point where it says, you know what, you're out of moving time. This is stuck now in order for you to hit this deadline. It's, it's amazing how many solutions are thought of that you didn't even know it was a problem. Like it, yeah. it, so, and I guess with solutions, you're, you're creating more, more problems, problems sometimes. Yeah. So that's a good transition point of let's talk about mistakes and maybe what um, what do you think property managers are vulnerable to right now when they're bringing in some of these AI solutions in their businesses? I think what they're vulnerable for or towards is that AI is going to fix their problems. And right. I, I talked about this in the, the webinar, but the reality is if you don't have your policy and your procedure and your processes, there is no tool on earth that's going to be able to save your bacon. It, it just, it, it, you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get through that. And I think a lot of times, myself included, we try to find technology that can avoid us, you know, that we think is going to avoid us from having to do that work, that initial work. You know, you look at McDonald's, right? At one point, somebody, some team, had to roll up their sleeves and make the process of how to build the Big Mac. And it mm -hmm. probably took quite a while to do that. But now that it's done, they haven't changed the Big Mac for at least 40 years. I mean, it, it has, I think, gotten smaller and it went from that special tray that you flipped over, but it's still the same nasty hamburger, right? It didn't change. It's amazing. Don't you, don't you, don't you dis the Big Mac. <laughs> so, that they built that process and that is now you know their processes they have an international brand so uh, right. whether you want to be an international brand or just stay you know a, a small 200 door 100 door company doesn't matter you got to have those policies and processes so quit thinking that technology is going to get you to avoid that now these tools can probably speed things up like honestly now that i think about it after this i'm gonna i'm gonna ask chat hey i need a process for collecting late rent mm. i'm just gonna see what it spits out and then you know go from there so these tools i think can help that work but that work just has to be done you cannot avoid it you I can mean, you've buy off a few so late rent like what are what are other examples uh late rent uh move-ins move-outs lease renewals uh, renewal of management contracts adding removing tenants um oh gosh there's you know tenants that claim mold there's adding removing pets mm -hmm. there's um evictions i mean there's we probably have you know the company probably has i would say between 30 and 40 processes when they actually look at well we only have like four mm, no you don't so like when they say oh we want to onboard your onboarding process really is onboarding an owner onboarding the property 
If it's multifamily, you then have to onboard each unit. And then if they're tenant occupied, you got to onboard those tenants. So that's potentially four processes. And if you just have one process, that means you can't do anything about the tenant till you get all these other stages done. So you actually want to have those four and run them simultaneously so that you can um, get that done. And, and the AI, if, if, so if that's not in order, it's just going to, it's going to be a magnifying glass over a pimple. Like you're going to be able to see everything yeah. or the Roomba, your example. That's right. Spreading and, that poo everywhere. Exactly. However, what I'm hearing you saying is we can actually just identify where what's missing and then go go to ChatGPT or wherever it might be and, and just start get get the ideas going, start the start the systematizing and the, the procedures. Right. And so yeah. I think sometimes, you know, companies that I've helped, they're, you know, they know their steps. But they also know like, well, this is where we communicate with the owner. Okay, well, let's build the template. And then they're just like, oh, I don't know what to write. I don't right. know. Okay, so if the building those template emails or text messages is the issue, then that's maybe where you can use a tool. That's great. Like one of these AI tools to help you with that. Say, hey, I need to write an email that's going to go to owners, letting them know that their tenant's rent is late. We're working on it, but I want it to be upbeat. Love keep it. it to 200 words or whatever right and so now mm -hmm. it spits it out you spend a couple minutes tweaking it but I, I bet that whatever that ai tool spits out is at least 80 percent done if not closer right and so it saves you time so if creating your communication templates is what's holding you up then use a tool to help you there but at the end of the day you, you got to get those processes assuming you have processes and they're pretty rock solid the other areas I can see mistakes taking place is an over-reliance on technology and not checking in to make sure that, you know, technology is working like it's supposed to, or just assuming that whatever it spits out is right, you know. Well, the first three were really good, so I'm just going to assume every other thing that the AI tool spits out is great. You got to check it to make sure it's legal in your area. So when you are, one thing I have found when asking these tools to create some drafts is always throw in the state that you're in. And it um, quite often, I know for California, it has included sections of California tenant landlord law. Wow. I'm no lawyer, but you know, it seems Helpful. pretty accurate. So definitely try to make your prompts as specific as possible. Because if you just say, write me an email um, template, for an owner saying rents late, it's going to be pretty generic, you know, so try to try to make those prompts tell what tone, et cetera. So make sure that what you're getting from the tool is legal for your area. Don't just assume that it's from the Internet. It must be right. Uh, so I think that's one mistake. The other one is having so many tech tools. Nobody on your team really knows what the heck is going on. So trying to reduce your tech stack as much as possible is really important because if every tool you have is dinging and giving you reminders, it's just like, yeah, how do you work? So my recommendation is as you try these new tools, you just try them. And as you feel confident that, you know what, I think this is going to help look at, is there a tool that we can replace this with? 
you know, you know, this is a newer version. Let's get rid of that one, et cetera. But really do your team the justice and what they deserve by providing them training, providing them opportunities, not just say, okay, starting tomorrow, we're using, you know, Jasper, have a nice day. You know, really do do some training. A great tool that's not AI is Loom. You know, doing screen recordings and building a library of training is uh, a great, great thing, which you could. Loom does provide transcripts of the videos. You could take those transcripts and say, hey, chat GPT, could you write me a summary of this? And it will do it. So now you can put that summary in your your email. I mean, for me, it's definitely... It, it jump started because I think you said it before, the hardest thing sometimes is just getting started. And especially if you're at the top or you're a solopreneur, it can be very lonely. So if you don't have a thinking partner to bounce it off of, AI is almost a thinking partner where it can at least, it, it can be your sounding board, it can get you started and then you clean it up from there. So it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's, once you get into it, it's, it's not as intimidating, but I, I also love you just have to, you have to check because you can't just rely on everything it says. It is, it is biased. I think as you talked about before, and um, it, it's going off of information that isn't, it's as smart as the information that it's given. It's yeah. I wouldn't say that AI is biased. It's the data that was put in the data mm-hmm. or the, the language model, I think is what uh, they were saying. Uh-huh. Whatever mm-hmm. is put into that, whatever language models put in there is what it's going to use. So if you only put, let's say pro landlord language in there, that's what it's going to go off of. Or if you only have pro tenant. So there are uh, some AI tools right now that for the legal side, because do you think lawyers like writing contracts? No, they need tools too. So um, I forget what it's called, but I, I saw it in my Facebook stream, but basically it will write contracts for you. And then it will take the legalese paragraphs and you can say, hey, can you write a summary of this one that I can give to the client so they understand what this means? And so I think like lease generation and stuff like that, if you start filling it full of good leases, then it can help uh, do that. You know, so. Yeah. And just to comprehend them as well. It can summarize. Yeah. I love it. So let's talk about, so that's a lot about what's happening right now where you can use it where you can apply it there's a lot of areas in our industry and um that, you know that we touch that you know property managers are involved with that ai isn't directly involved right now so in those areas i'm thinking in the future do you have any predictions about where you think ai might impact the industry in the future i think so right now all the ai is around language because i think it's probably easier in my own opinion, I think the next step is going to be the math and number side and being able to look at your uh, numbers, your portfolio financials, et cetera, and start making recommendations off of that, I think is where the next step will be on maybe how to be more uh, profitable or, hey, you know, we noticed that this segment of properties over here is not performing to the same level of here. And we think it could be because of these three reasons. Yeah. I think is I think that's the the next step if I were to take a stab at it. Because the last area, which Ray actually here too, is the maintenance side. Because it just it's a beast. There, there's a reason why nobody has really 
fully nailed down maintenance. There's just so many variables and, you know, one-off things that it's hard to get a machine to, to learn that, you know, um, for example, work orders come in and, you know, the tent says, oh, my toilet's leaking. Well, is it leaking at the floor? Is it leaking underneath? Is it just running? So there's three variables right there. Oh, is it a low flow toilet? Is it not a low flow toilet? There's variables there. You know, I mean, there's just all these things that can be going on that uh, make maintenance hard. So I, I think that maintenance is going to be later in life. I think the next step is going to be around financials and looking at basically spreadsheet data and making recommendations uh, from that. Mm -hmm. And it has to be given the right data. So having your house in order first to let AI help you comes into play there. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to make some of these larger property management softwares more valuable is they're the holder of the data. So for example, if I was an mm -hmm. AI developer that said, hey, I want to build AI that helps property managers price their rentals, I only need to go to like three software companies. They're the, they're the holders of the data, right? I got Appfolio, I got Propertyware, and, you know, maybe go to, um, oh, my mind's gone blank. Yar, uh, Yar, um, yeah, Yardy and their whole ecosystem, right? So if I go to just those three, that would probably give me the best data possible, right? And so those companies, I think, know that. So they're either going to come up with their own AI interesting, or they're going to sell their data. They're yeah. going to be like realtor, right? They're going right. to, they're going to sell that data. So very interesting stuff. But that, that's um, totally according to Wolf. I have no insight. That's according to Wolf. Uh, that's just my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think the next, that's all, that's all it is right now is predictions. I mean, yeah. I think the next step is AI using spreadsheets, which some of these tools already do. So for example, if you, aren't really good with like formulas in Excel, mm -hmm. chat GPT, some of the others. Can I've heard this. That. Yeah. They're really good. There's also, um, is it called Excel buddy? I don't know. Hold on. Yeah. I heard you can enter in, in chat GPT, but you, I don't, I don't know. Like when I saw you, like it, when it populated that code, it kind of blew my mind. Like I think it can populate Excel sheets. I don't know. So I don't know if it populates that, but I've, I've experimented with where you say, hey, I have a spreadsheet that, you know, has this information. I need I need the formula on how to get, you know, rows uh, A, B, and C. I need the average of rows A, B, and C. Now, that's obviously a really simple formula. Sure. And it says, no problem. Here's how you do it. Oh, can you tell me how to do that in Google Sheets? Because sometimes yes. those formulas are different. It says, yeah, here you go. And okay. it, it tells you exactly. The other tool is called and again not sure if this is going to be considered ai or not but um excel formula bot.com excel formula bot auto populated for me.com yeah so it's kind of you explain what you want oh neat mm -hmm. and then it tells you okay this is what you need to spit in for your formula and it does it for excel and google sheets because you know there's a way to do it. You just don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah like I can tell about. you, like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. How do I, basically, how do I, it's no different than Google Translate. Take English into <laughs> Excel formula. So, for example, coming from, oh, it is, AI-powered Excel and Google Sheets. So it's on the internet. It must be true. So <laughs> here's an example of what they consider. <laughs> a, 
Yeah, a hard formula. Extract the fourth word in A1 only when cell B1 is greater than 100 and when C1 starts with the word hello and ends with the word goodbye. And it there's the formula. Wow. Okay. So Yeah, that's my next rabbit hole. I'll be getting into that. Because I love Excel and I love Sheets. However, I just, I know it's power and I know that I'm not harnessing a, an eighth of it. So. Yeah. It would be there fun to compare the power of Excel formula bot with chat GT, GPT. It needs uh, that name. If they can, yeah, my <laughs> tongue twister. How many chats can a chat bot chat if a chat bot could chat bot? <laughs> So I only have one more question for you and I can, I can, um, maybe I'll ask you if there's anything else after, but it goes back to the guardrails, which I think we we've talked about before. So, um, we want to make sure that with all of these new technologies and these things coming in that PMs not only survive, you know, which I think some people are worried about, but they thrive and correct me if no one's worried about that. But I feel like there's, there were some questions around you know, can I, AI do a PM's job, you know? And so, so what is, um, is, is there anything to be scared about there? Maybe it is a, is a question in itself, but then how can, how can we make sure that PMs thrive when all of this new technology enters? Yeah. So I think there is something to be scared of, um, right now, if you're not using these tools for your marketing, you're going to get blown out of the water, right? It's because, the game the bar just got raised on you know really there's no excuse now to have not have a blog post every week mm. like it literally takes like three minutes is it an award-winning blog post absolutely not but you're not trying to get subscribers you're trying to win the seo game right and seo is about content and time on site like you you're competing so you're going to tell me Zillow and Redfin aren't using these tools to build content. You better believe they are. Yeah. You know, all, yep. all these tech companies that are laying everybody off. I wonder why, because they got AI that can do some of these jobs, right? Maybe they overhired, you know, I don't know, but there's no reason not to be cranking out good content um, at the moment. So if you're not doing that, how's your website, how are people going to find you? How are they going to, how's your website going to be sticky where there, you know, people are staying on it for a long period of time, because that's how Google determines whether you're an authority for that topic or in that area. So mm -hmm. you got to be using these, these tools, otherwise you're going to be doing it yourself and, or you're going to be paying somebody to do it. And I guarantee you most companies now that say, Oh, we write you blog posts are for sure going to tools like this and reselling it. So, um, that's that. So I think there is something to be worried, concerned about. And the, the concern is that the speed at which changes are taking place is getting faster and faster. And staying current is really important. Can AI replace a property manager? No. Because at the end of the day, what is a property manager hired for? to provide solutions for crazy problems. And that's what we do. But if your whole day is filled with all this admin work, how are you gonna have the energy and time to solve crazy problems? 
So use these tools to unload as much admin stuff as possible so that you can really focus on the property manager's true value proposition, which is solving crazy problems and helping owners make money. Can That's you give what we get example? hired to do. Yeah. Give an example of how maybe you and your team have, have leveraged the, the new time that you've, you've gained from using AI. So I think I shared this in the webinar, but now the time that we have, um, our property managers, they now call an owner every day, just, hey, how's it going? Because if the call is just around, anytime we call an owner, it's something's broken and I need money. Do you think they're going to want to take our call or talk to us or have great feelings about us? Absolutely not. Like, oh my gosh, you know, so now it's just checking in. It's maybe five to 10 minutes on that phone call. Not, not extremely long, but um, it helps build that relationship. And that time is there now because we've unloaded other things onto tech. We also have extended that same concept to our resident coordinator, who is a remote team member in Nicaragua. He calls one tenant a day and just checks in, hey, how's life going? And we've been able to um, learn quite a bit from that. We've been doing this now for about, actually, um, March is when we rolled out. So this we're coming up on one year um, of being able to to do that. So I think that's, that's a huge, huge win. As a resident, I'm a renter myself. I just wish my property manager would would check in because there's stuff that I'm not putting in the maintenance report. If I'm just being honest. Yeah, no. You know, that's... If, if they called, oh, a tree fell down out back, just so you know. You know, it's just like there, there's some of those just so you know things that that will, I'm sure, come up. And it's not even so much about the, you know, just so you know, but it's it's having that relationship because here's the reality. Mm. It's going to happen. Your property manager is going to make a mistake. Well, if you now have a relationship with them, they've checked in with you. When they make that mistake, you're willing to give them a little bit more grace for it and maybe, you know, let's put something out. Right. They're human. Yeah. yeah I yeah. know them. We just talked about our kids' soccer game two months ago, right? Yeah. So there, there's huge dividends that can be paid forward when you have that relationship. And same with the owners. Mm-hmm. Now that they know you're human, you make a mistake, they're less likely to go crazy on you. So if, but if all they're getting, our auto created emails, that's their only interaction with you. You don't have a relationship with that client. And I would say that you're still in that transactional type of business relationship. Checking in with your tenants has turned into a couple of tenant to buyers for us. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, they're like, hey, yeah, you know, things are going well. We actually been thinking about, you know, would this owner like to sell their house or whatever? Sure. And then, then we get them in there. If we if we only interacted with that tenant at the six month uh, mid lease inspection and the the renewal time period only twice a year, more than likely they're going to go to their friend or some other agent that sends them a a postcard and go with them. So unloading these tasks is going to um, help you create more relationships. It's kind of funny. You need AI and tech to help build better relationships, but that's, <laughs> it's true. Uh, that's the truth. Yeah. I, I love it. Is there anything else? Um, I think as far as guardrails, I have seen some companies where the owner had a trusted employee, that employee was in charge of their Zapier, or all their tech. And then for whatever reason, that employee is no longer with the company. And now the owner's like, yeah, I don't really know how things work or 
I think that um, they've somehow set up Zapier, so all the leads are now going to them at their new company and not to us. Oh, I mean, shoot. I've seen some crazy stuff. So as you use these tools, you don't need to be the expert on how the tool works. You don't even need to be the person who builds the tools, but you better have control of them and know how to troubleshoot them because if that employee leaves and they've done some stuff, it, it can be a, a pretty serious problem. Um, you know, I would put it at the same level as an employee that's left and they have the username and password to the online banking. I like to me, it's yeah. at that same same level. So set up some um, safety measures so that you can't be locked out of your tech and that the tech can't work against you. And the other guardrail is to know exactly what tech your employees are using um, so that you know exactly what's going on, where that information is housed, because if you are dragged into court for something and the employee's been doing everything on their personal phone using some new tech tool, that phone is now discoverable and that could be very problematic. So um, as an owner or even as a manager, you need to know what tech the employees are using and what devices it's on because that can have implications way down the road uh, about things. Those are fantastic insights. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think um, I think that's a wrap on our our part two, our 2.0 of Wolfgang AI. Yeah, that's a scary thought. That's uh, <laughs> I, I just I mean, there's there's so much stuff out there trying to keep track of every new tools impossible. Um, I think some of the social media groups are a great way to kind of uh, treat them as a filter on what's getting traction, what's not. People asked about how do you how do you know what tool to use in a lot? I think it's just listen to your peers go to conferences um but you, you can't be afraid to try things because the the speed at which change is happening is uh, logarithmic and if you just sit you'll be left in the dust well said that's all for today's triple win property management podcast thank you so much for listening thank you so much for sharing a piece of your life with us we do not take it for granted I also want to give a shout out to Carol Housel for everything she and our team does to make these possible. It's crazy to think about over 5,000 professional property managers have pressed play on episodes in season one and season two now. And we really want to encourage you to keep giving feedback because more and more people are listening. It's getting better and better and better thanks to everything that you're sharing with us. If you like this enough to listen, I want to encourage you to share it with other people. Um, you can give us feedback directly on those social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you're hanging out. You can also send us an email at triplewin at secondnature.com. And we just want to give more. We're, we're, there's no sales pitch here. Just want to offer more resources that help you find and stack your next triple win and become a triple win driven property manager. So where can you find that? You can find the private Facebook group. You can find our blog. You can find our newsletter. You can find more resources all at rbp.secondnature.com. Com. Just search for what you're looking for there. And every time we see you, we want to see a better version of you and your business. To that end, keep it going, feel inspired, take our encouragement, and we'll see you next time.